are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. We are here together again, 2022. We're still in January and we want to talk to you guys about body, fitness, health, all things to get you in your best physical shape. Um, And we know that that includes some emotional, spiritual elements as well. But Ange is our fitness coach, fitness expert. And so Ange, tell us, when we start at the beginning of January, we're diving in and most of us want to start with the physical changes Mm -hmm. because that's concrete. It's evidence of growth. And so when we're starting, tell us what we're doing, where we're beginning and, you know, kind of our first step. Totally. Totally. So I think for today's episode, we're going to dive into the food piece. We're going to talk a little bit about the exercise piece and really how to set yourself up for success with all of those pieces. But I think the first thing with it is you're coming into the new year, whether you call it a resolution or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. My biggest tip for you is instead of looking at this as like, okay, going through this year, I'm going to get to the 30 pounds you want to lose or the 50 pounds you want to lose. The first piece we kind of have to tackle is like the commitment in your mind to do this lifestyle from this point forward. It's like, I am no longer the person who does X, Y, and Z. I'm now the person who does these things. So when I'm giving you guys these tips, these strategies, these need to become so integrated into your life that you are just the person that does them. So right now, as you're listening, whatever you want to call this, my suggestion is that you are like, I am committed to becoming this person from this point forward. So you're like, hey, farewell to that old you. Goodbye to the person who used to make all of the choices that were not in alignment of being the fit, healthy, strong person that you want to become. So that's the first thing. I'm committed from this point onwards, bye-bye to that whole old you. And that's not to say that that person wasn't great. She, or, well, we mostly talk to women, but she or he was fabulous. They served their purpose, but from this point forward your lifestyle and your commitment to the lifestyle needs to be that that you are the person who is making these choices from this point forward so that's the first thing we just need to like get out of the way Mm -hmm. so you're saying bye bye thank you cut you off farewell that's the first piece of it and for some people 
that can look, maybe you want to make it ceremonial. For me, I had to write it in a journal and it was like, like essentially like the journal entry is actually quite, enter- or quite entertaining. I should, in my move, I actually found it and I was reading it. I'm like, oh my God, you're so cute girl. But it was like, I had to break up with the formal me and I had to write it out and say like, this, I'm no longer going to be this person. I'm going to be the fit person. I'm going to be the person who like is living in a body that I actually love. And I mean, the journey's had its ups and downs and blah, 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 all over the place mm-hmm. since that point. But I think there is something so powerful with ritual and ceremony mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, I've signified it. Now I can move forward. And I know you probably work a little bit in that world of like ritual ceremony. And I think with the, with the fat loss piece and the transforming your body, there's a piece of that that integrates the spiritual into it. It integrates it in. So it's like, okay, letting go of the old energy that is connected with that. Total. Oh my gosh, girl. Like you wouldn't (laughs) freaking believe. Absolutely. Um, that is a powerful shift in that energy of just like, I choose because one of the major things with Reiki or any type of energy, when it comes to clearing a room or a body or whatever, the, the most powerful piece you have is intention. Mm-hmm. And so you are concretely intending you are putting so much power behind it because it's a choice. It's not something that, Oh, we'll see if it happens. Mm-hmm. No, you're like, this is feet in the ground. This is absolutely without a doubt happening. Um, and having that energy behind that is, it will propel you forward. Totally. Totally. And I think that's like the first key action step that I don't think a lot of people take. And I didn't put the connection with that until I found that journal entry. And I was like, that is one of the signifying things from my weight loss journey that I never thought about or connected the dots of like how much power was behind that. Cause I was like, from this point forward, then, um, I'm going to be the person that does this thing. So that's the first step before you even worry about your, what you're putting in your body or any of that stuff. I love to, I just think of like all those forward moving motions that when you have that symbolic ritual or something that really just like, this is the end point. This is the starting point. Yes. You've created that. It makes marriage. We're thinking about all these times where we have these big celebrations. It's like, it's exactly the same thing. It's a ceremony around a beginning. Right. And it, when you're doing those hard things, it brings you back to that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, I'm I'm the girl who's going to be fit in her body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that maybe means I'm the girl who takes a chicken breast to the bar. And that was you, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that means I'm not the girl who eats 10 brownies mm-hmm. at Christmas dinner. And I was always that girl. Maybe I'm the girl who doesn't drink anymore, right? Like all of those things. And you can link it back to, no, 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 because I'm this I'm the new, better version of me, mm-hmm. right? Totally. You're not just like the same girl who's making different choices. You're a different woman. And that comes with a new story. Yes. And that's the next piece I want to share is before we can dive into again, what all of those actions are, what is the new story that you are going to tell yourself yeah. over and over and over? And I think the biggest thing that we see is people just keep on repeating the same cycle. Like we talked about last week with the manifesting, you have to create a new fucking story, girl. You gotta, you can't be saying the same story. It's like listening to the same record over and over and over. If you really want to create the life and the body and all the things you have to figure out what is the new story. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. We're, and that ties in so beautifully into what I do too, is because those core beliefs, those limiting beliefs, they sit within us. Yes. And they get, you get blocked in certain areas, right? Absolutely. Your whole body holds that energy. And then we go out into the world and based on that energy, we create that. Absolutely. Which ties in again to that manifesting piece. But if you want to change that story, you kind of have to know a little bit about that old one. Totally. What do you always say? Mm-hmm. Totally. And I mean, that can come in the journal as you write out the old story, write out all of that like nasty stuff you keep telling yourself. And then you're saying, okay, when that pops in, what can I say that's going to be more in alignment with the person that I'm becoming? So that's the first step. Then when it comes to kind of the nitty gritty, the blueprint, I divide it into four categories. So the first being stress, second being sleep, third being movement, and fourth being nutrition. And the way that I want you guys all to picture this is it is not that you just have the movement and nutrition. That's where everybody goes. They go, oh, those are the big rocks. Or they say shit like, oh, it's 80% your workout, or 80% um, what you eat, it's 20% your workout. It is literally 100%, and each of those things are 25%. So your sleep is 25%. Your stress 25%. Your movement, 25%. And your nutrition, 25%. So when it comes to creating that blueprint, guys, you are going to know what is holding you back from that. And most people will go to, oh, it's because I eat like shit. Or it's because I like don't work out. I don't go to the gym. That's why I'm overweight. So they go to these places where they think that those are the two things. And again, those are the stories they're telling themselves. But the two that are often overlooked and are actually going to move the needle way more than what people realize is stress and sleep. Okay. (sighs) And stress, honestly, I, it's one of the first things I ask clients when they come into my, my world is like, where is it? Where is your stress levels on a daily basis? And a lot of them honestly exist in a world where They're at an eight, they're at a nine. I get them to list the three or four things that are stressing them out the most. They get on a program with me and we work on the management of those stresses. But I think one of the key pieces is unless you are willing to do the stress management to bring those down, it doesn't matter what you eat. It does not matter how much you move your body. If your body is chronically stressed, it is not going to try to lose weight at all. Think about it. It's Girl, fight or flight. Why would it want to lose fat? Yeah. Literally, if you want if you want your body to lose fat, you have to essentially be in a state of we're good, we're good, we're good, over and over and over. And it's like, okay, we can release fat because we're not trying to do all the other jobs. If you're trying to balance your hormones, if you're trying to like um you got a walky sleep schedule, if you're stressed out to the max, your body has to do all of those processes over and over and over. It's not even focused on like trying to assimilate the nutrients from your food. Its main priority is getting you back into balance, right? And so with sleep and with stress, you got to get those guys back into balance. So when you're looking at, okay, this is how I want to approach um, looking fantastic, feeling great in my skin, you have to put those at the same spot. They have to be 25% of it has to be sleep. 25% of it has to be stress. 25% of it has to be the food and 25% has to be the, the movement. Oh my girl, like you're just, you're like blowing my mind here, but I know these things. And I think that's where this beautiful aha moment for me is that's where we intersect Mm. on what we do. I literally had a client, honestly, this week where 
I'm like, you've lost weight. And he said to me, he's like, yeah, I just feel better. And so I'm choosing better habits. His stress because of his appointments has lowered and his body is responding. And when we and increase better sleep, yes. they're not, their subconscious isn't all wacky to bad. Right. And we sleep better. He also talked about kind of like the food hangover mm-hmm. where he had like a couple really rough nights. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's because I ate a bag of Doritos and I haven't eaten those in a long time. And I, you know, I was, mm-hmm. he's like, but I paid for it in my, like in my sleep. So the, I think the interconnection of all of these two, right? Like when we eat better, we sleep better. When we have less stress, our body can let go of fat, right? Like these four things that you mentioned, these they're not even, they're separate categories, but they interconnect. And I think totally. that's the beauty of kind of what you do and what I do. That is where that overlap happens, right? Mm-hmm. That reduction of stress. And you've ha- you have sent me some of your clients being like, your next step is this. Mm-hmm. You need to relax. You need to let go. You need to, right? And mm-hmm. it's about that reduction in that stress piece so that their body and release that cortisol and that layer of fat on their stomach, for example. Or they're just so inflamed. Their body is like so inflamed that like they need to deal with whatever is causing that inflammation from like a metaphysical perspective. I don't know what's going on there, but there's ways in which I cannot help them. I can give them all the food in the world. I can say, here's your perfect little plan. It's not going to work. So that's the first thing. You want to look at all of those areas. And with all of those areas... You can't only put one um, focus into one or even two, even if it's like the smallest little improvement in each of those areas, it's going to make a big difference. So first talking about sleep quality. So people will be like, my kids, they're up. It's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. They wake me up. Like, that's literally my day. Like, my kids, they're, they're <laughs> awesome. They go to bed early. They get up early. We roll with it. It's all good. But my sleep regimen is so structured for myself that even if I do have like the wake ups and I still have that stuff, I still go to bed at the same time every night, wake up ish around the same time. But that sleep is always my internal clock naturally just gets me up at that time. So it's setting yourself up for success with your sleep so that you're going to bed at the same time, waking up generally at the same time if you can and knowing that it's not going to be perfect, but sleep needs to be a fucking priority. So staying up late to do more work or staying up late Mm -hmm. to watch another episode of Netflix or whatever that is, you can take inventory on where you're spending your time and go like, Hey, I'm choosing that over sleep. I'm choosing the Netflix show over sleep. That Netflix show is the reason why you're not getting the body that you want. And they're like, no way. I'm not even eating anything. I'm just watching Netflix. Yeah, but you're paying the price by watching the Netflix show because you're not going to bed an hour earlier. Well, an hour earlier isn't making that much of a difference. It is. All of those things compound over time, right? right? So what is your sleep schedule like? And what is it that you're paying the price for in another way that you're choosing over sleep, right? right? And then the other part with um, the other part with sleep is what do the things around sleep look like for you? So in terms of what are you doing an hour before you go to bed? What are you doing when you wake up first thing in the morning? Like, I think those things really, really matter. Like I think technology is one of the things that's, it's great to turn it off, um, and not have it near you. Make sure that you're in a dark room. That's a little bit cold. All of those things are optimal, but I think we also need to think about, are you staying up 
really late? Are you, are you staying up and are you tossing or turning with the anxiety, the worry, the stress? Mm-hmm. Is that the shit that's showing up when you're trying to sleep? Are you waking up five times a night because you're worried about that? And that's where you come in, where it's like those anxiety, those anxieties, those worries, those things mm-hmm. that you aren't able to mentally manage. You do an amazing job at clearing that out so that you can sleep better, right? Um, girl, I love this. And so, okay, I a thousand percent agree with you. What about the person who says, I can't do less for my work, for my stress? Like I've got three kids. I, my husband and I, we both work. We're trying to manage the house. That's falling apart. What do you tell that mom? How, how does she get more sleep? How does she have less stress? What does that look like? Actually, this is interesting. I had a really amazing call with a client this week. And it was exactly that. It was exactly like, well, like it was, my kids don't go to bed and it's always like, it's always just such a struggle. And like, cause we're, we're, tar- we're talking about adding meditation and breathing into her day. I'm like, you just need to de-stress. You're so overwhelmed. Right. And she's like, yeah, but my kids won't go to bed and like, blah, 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 blah. It's a fight every night. Okay. I'm like, okay, so let's just talk about how can we integrate that in? Could you lay with your three, three-year-old listening to meditation music and breathing beside him? She's like, I guess I could. Okay. Right. right? You can integrate yes. it into your day. Totally. They can do it with you. You can 100%. literally, maybe it's not ideal. You're not doing the cross-legged. You're not got your fingers doing the thing, but you're laying there and you'd be surprised by how much those tools being integrated into the lives of our kids, it rubs off on them. Yes. And then I also said her older, her, um, her older daughter gives her a lot of resistance. Doesn't want to go to bed at 8.30, wants to go to bed at 9. And I was like, the more that you push, she just keeps on like, resisting 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 I'm like allow that to be you with the younger kid are going to continue your meditation communicate to her that you're going to continue your meditation and that you're not going to come in until um you're not going to come in until you're done doing whatever you're doing with your meditation so she sees that the meditation is important to you that this is something that you are prioritizing and you're no longer like trying to fight and resist this thing that she's just pushing you back on every night anyways it's not worth not worth the battle. Let let her have the extra 15 minutes or the extra 30 minutes. You're going to use that time as your like magical meditation time. You're not going to wait for everybody to be sleeping to start your workout, for everybody to be sleeping to start your meditation. We have to find ways to integrate them into what we're doing yes. in a way that, A, they see it. So then when they're older and want to integrate all of those things, they um, it's easier for them. Yes. But you need to find the pockets of time where you're already doing those kind of things and invite them along. And you know what? You'd be surprised. Sometimes they don't want to participate, but you're still doing you. Like, literally, my kids wake up from 5 until 7 is mommy's magic time. I don't care. Fend for yourself. Figure it out. I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm in the garage if you need me come and get me right and they do it they do wonderful sometimes they come out for an hour sometimes they don't but that's just what I do every day and they know they expect it and they know that mommy prioritizes that like right so you set the standard of that and saying like this is what I am doing bring them along for the ride but kids aren't the excuse guys I say I say that and I say it with love is that when we bring them along with us, and I know your kids, they <laughs> climb on you. You just have to get rid of that perfect, pretty picture. Like, I was bench pressing 95 pounds with my kid literally sitting on my crotch this week. I saw it. She has a picture yeah, of it. It's go, pretty yeah, hilarious. I was going to say, it was posted on Instagram this week. And that's, 
life. I mean, like they can coexist in those environments. Yes. It's not perfect, but that's totally, totally okay. So you need to shift your perspective of what that looks like is my suggestion with that. And then integrate the de-stressing into the rest of the day. Right. Making that and making, I think when you let go of that perfect, like this has to be an isolated event. And unless it can be perfect, then I'm not doing it. You have to be okay. And this is the part I think that maybe makes that tricky. Making your de-stress moment a de-stress moment, right? So when you're laying with your daughter doing that meditation, you're committed to de-stressing and not thinking, oh, I wish, I wish that one was in bed or I wish, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. nope, this is my, my moment. And unless somebody's bleeding or her hair is on fire, this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? And I think releasing that perfection piece mm-hmm. is part of why you're so stressed, but also you don't need that relaxation moment to be perfect. My kid today at 6am came out and I was meditating in front of like our fireplace. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, "Hmm, mom's doing her thing. And off he went and did his thing. And I was like, I love that you see me doing this. I love that you interrupted me, but knew you could not interrupt further, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's all those pieces. And yeah, it wasn't perfectly magical. I wasn't like in this lethargic meditative state where I was, you know, crossing the veil and cool. I didn't have to be this that morning, right? And it's just like, those are that release of perfection. Mm -hmm. It was good. And prioritizing it. Like I think that's making it a priority, the way that you're going to probably be putting the priority on the food and the, and the movement piece. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think that's one thing. The other thing I've been loving lately is breathing. I've been obsessed <laughs> with breathing techniques and I used to be so into it. Like, I don't know why I got out of it, but breathing has been so huge for me these days with, um, de-stressing, but also just coming back to my body getting so much energy. Like when I'm waking up in the morning, I have like a couple different breathing exercises that I, um, that I run through, but one of them is like a standing one where I don't know what they're, I think it's maybe standing pranayama, I think is that one. And then I do the fire breath and then I do like the alternate nostril breathing, but all of those sorts of things give you tons of energy and also help Calm down your nervous system, which that's what we're looking for when we're trying to de-stress. We want your body to say, I'm safe. I'm good. Right. We are good to go. You want that message to be coming through and that message to be coming through loud and clear. And we can do that through breathing. Um, So that's what I'll do for clients. I'll say, hey, you know what? Here's your de-stressing. Your de-stressing is to breathe for three minutes a day. I'm always breathing. Well, no, try breathing in this way and add that into what you're doing. Oh, but like, I thought you were going to give me like a really intense workout. Yeah, you got a couple of those. You're going to rock those guys later, but don't not prioritize these things. These are just as important. 25%, right? 25%. You don't want to be like, um, yeah, too out of balance. I love that girl. And I think probably when you talk about that stress piece and you talk about, um, that, that element being such a big part of it, I think those two pieces that you've mentioned that aren't like fitness and nutrition, that's the reason so many people struggle Mm -hmm. to lose weight is because they're focused on, well, if I just eat better and I just work out, then I will get fit. Mm -hmm. And why isn't it working? I've tried everything. Like I've tried everything and my body just won't change. Right. Okay. And that's, they're missing those two pieces of 
those are your blocks. Mm -hmm. They're totally your blocks. Right. Or yeah. Or the stress, the worry, the anxiety, all of that that can show up. Um, so that's kind of the main piece I would say with stress. We you just have to have some sort of way throughout the day that you are relaxing the nervous system. Don't always stay that your nervous system is worked up and doing what it needs to do. We want to go there when we need to go there, but you got to go back to your um, parasympathetic nervous system being in balance. I'm good to go. We're good. Cause then it can go, okay, I can work on losing some fat. I guess I got all this, got these extra calories and I might as well use them. And that's what you want. You are your body being like, okay, now I can move on to that other job. That thing that this, I really want, I, that I really want to happen. I can, I can focus on that. Amazing. And we have touched on this a little bit in the past guys, but when you say all of that, I, what, what shows up for me is fat shows up in different people, in different parts of the body, mm-hmm. right? And that's that energetic piece of when people are like, oh, I've tried, I've tried everything, but I just can't lose the weight. And it comes back to that nervous system. When we consume food, it transfers into energy. Also, when we sleep, it transfers into energy. Guys, I'm an energy healer. Um, <laughs> and so when there's a depletion in a certain area, that's where that energy wants to go. Mm-hmm. So if you're depleted in the root chakra, which is grounding, feeling safe, feeling connected, being present, that's where your food goes to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where it's like some people store weight in their booty. Some people store weight in their chest. Some people store it in their arms. Right. We all store weight. And when people are like, well, I store weight everywhere. That's a very good indication that a lot of your chakras, if not all of them, are blocked and your energy, your food, even right like that energy is not releasing out of you. Mm-hmm. It's it's going straight to where it's needed most. Yeah. Right. Your body's not like, oh, well, we can let this go. It's like, oh, my gosh, we got to survive. We got to we got to block this. We got to fix it. And so I think that's a huge component um, that I see with clients when it's like, I can't seem to lose the weight Mm -hmm. or I can't seem to lose the weight in this area. And there's an emotional link connection. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would just say kind of as a final thing with the stress and the sleep, um, the stress and the sleep piece is when it comes to what you're putting in your body in terms of um, caffeine and even foods, when you eat before you go to bed is also going to have a major impact on what that looks like. If you drink alcohol, that's going to affect your sleep. If you eat really close to bed, it's going to affect your sleep. People think that the impact is, um, yeah, people think that the impact when it comes to eating calories before bed is that again, that you gain fat just because your body can't use it. It's really not that it's that Mm. your body is digesting the food, right? So do you want your body digesting food while you're sleeping or do you want it to be a fat burning machine? Think about the job you want it to be doing. If you want it to be a fat burning machine that's going to release and transform, we want to have the food that you consume be like not anywhere from like an hour and a half to two hours before you go to bed. So the digestion's happened. We're good to go. Okay, we're all set up for success. We're going to just drop that fat while you sleep in. That's another piece. So it's not that the calories aren't going to be used. It's that you can optimize the time when you're sleeping so your body is really working working with you. Amazing. The other thing is people often talk about like, well, should I get up earlier? Would that help me transform my body better? 
The thing with getting up earlier that I see for a lot of people is the people that get up earlier often practice better habits first thing in the morning. Once we start the day winning, mm-hmm. how does your day go? If you started, if you started at whatever time and you're winning, you're exercising, you're drinking water, you're doing all the things you started the day on the right note. When you start the day, when you feel as though Mm. I'm rushed, you really start in a losing state, right? Versus starting with a win. So it's not that getting up earlier is going to make it that, um, it's not going to make you lose more fat, but you're probably going to win a little bit better at the day, which is going to affect the habits moving forward. If you have a great breakfast, if you have a workout, that influences the decisions later in the day. And that is where the magic happens. It's not that getting up earlier is like how you lose weight. Right. And so think about that, right? Like think about how many times when, as soon as you mess up in the morning, you're kind of like, fuck it all. I'll deal with this tomorrow. Right. Yes, especially if that, and it compounds, right. We've yes. talked about that before where one, one bad thing or one good thing can lead to another bad thing or another good thing. And mm-hmm. I think one thing funny, funny enough that my husband and I have talked about it and we are, we are working on that early morning train trying to, cause I said to him, I said, I won't eat a bag of chips and drink a bottle of wine between five and 7am, but between nine and 11pm, that's probably where I'm going. Totally. Right. And so by eight 30, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't right? Like I want to go to bed and that's the big thing, right? When you think of those hours where you're wasting your time, you're sitting watching that Netflix show, you're right. And you're too exhausted to do anything. Mm -hmm. Take those two hours or that hour or that 20 minutes or whatever, and bump it to the front of your day. Mm -hmm. And that's where like the magic starts to happen because yeah, all of a sudden you do have time to meditate because nobody else is awake Mm -hmm. or you have time to have sex. If you are a couple and you are wanting to have the best sex of your life, maybe that's the time before the kids get up and you aren't tired and the day hasn't got away on you guys. Totally, girl. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to start your day and maybe that is like what you're focused on this year. But, um, right. You want to look at the the day and capitalizing on the hours and maybe it is, maybe it is sex. Maybe that's when you guys are going to do that piece, but that's just, was a kind of aside. I mean. That, and I mean, I talk a little bit about how it's kind of one of those funny things. Like people were talking or asked on me on Instagram, they're like, how do I get rid of belly fat? And so one of the things I said was to have more sex. They're like, <laughs> really? I'm going to get rid of my belly fat. I'm like, when you have sex, the cortisol in your body goes down. Awesome. When cortisol comes down, your body again can start to become that fat burning machine that you want it to be. So having more sex in your life. Yes, it burns calories while you're doing it, but you're essentially allowing that your body becomes that fat burning machine and cortisol goes down. So anyways, that's another tip is having more sex. (laughs) But as you're saying that sex, libido, pleasure all sits right in the sacral chakra, which is just below the belly button. And a lot of moms, after we've had kids, right, that's the thing where we're like, oh, like I just can't get rid of the mommy tummy. Mm -hmm. And it's because you don't have enough pleasure in your life. Libido goes down. You're not doing the things that light your soul up. And it sits on the belly Mm -hmm. in the form of fat, right? And again, it comes back to like, that that area that spot Mm -hmm. um also anxiety shows up in that solar plexus which is kind of right below your boobs right across Mm -hmm. there and that's you know when we don't feel powerful if we don't feel confident it often shows up as anxiety Mm -hmm. so when you think about like the solar plexus the sacral chakra and the root chakra that's where a lot of us moms 
store our fat. And it's because we're anxious. It's because we don't have pleasure and joy in our life that is our own. And we're not grounded. We're not rooted. We're not here. So again, when that food goes in, it's like, whew, we got to go straight here because this is where we're depleted. Totally. So when you totally talk about does. sex, like that pleasure piece is it makes so much, It's so funny how our world intersects. And I will say <laughs> things like that. And you're like, oh my God, that connects with my world. But we like both know the reasons. And it's just kind of like this whole body approach that we don't even, yeah, it always surprises me when I'm like, aha, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What do you think what, about, sorry. Go I was ahead. just going to say, um, you go first. I wanted to talk a little bit about sleep and motivation because when I don't get enough sleep, Mm -hmm. also my motivation to eat well, my motivation to do my work. That's a hormonal thing. Okay. So think about whenever you are tired as fucking hell, you also feel like you could eat. Yes. You're You're replacing that energy. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, it's a hormonal response. So essentially leptin and ghrelin are the two hormones that are going to be regulated within the body. So your body like is essentially going to say, hi, I'm hungry or hi, I'm full. And those no longer can signal to your brain. So when we're tired, we confuse the signal. The signal says like, I'm starving. I could eat anything. That's the signal that goes into your brain. Realistically, that's not actually what the signal is telling you it's just kind of got some like mixed up wires like a mixed up game of telephone tag or something like that and that energetically when we think about food transfers into energy so to sleep mm-hmm. so if you don't get enough sleep we overcompensate to fill that energy void mm-hmm. with that food totally totally um so now we'll dive into movement so movement people often in this place want to have the hardest workout ever they want to just be like dripping in sweat that's where things like your like p90x come in your beach body workouts all these workouts where it's like super intense not this girl (laughs) and the biggest piece with that though is there's nothing wrong with doing that occasionally But when it comes to transforming your body, if you only ever do those type of super intense workouts Mm -hmm. that are in that way, think about what your body is going to get in terms of a signal. That's like stressed out to the max. You Uh do it a little bit, right? Do it a little bit. But we also need to have a really key strength training component. And strength training is fucking boring for most people. If I give you a straight set, it's like 8 to 12 reps of a shoulder press. And they're gonna, and you're going to be like, oh, this is kind of boring. Right? It should be boring. It should feel repetitive. That needs to exist just as much as the intense workouts. Oh. Both of those. So we don't want to only have... One, and we also want to use heavier weights. When I told you you weren't working yeah. out harder and hard enough, that was me saying, like, girl, you gotta grab the heavier weights. So <laughs> intensity comes from adding load, intensity comes from being focused, but it doesn't come from bouncing from one exercise to the next exercise every single day and really pushing yourself in that way. So, the strength training and the like hit style of workouts, they both need to coexist. So, four days a week, half and half. Use heavier weights with that is what I would recommend. And really just get to a place where you have mastered the movement so that your mind, your muscle, your body, everything is so aware of what the fuck is going on. Yes. Like you're so intentional. You're going into that workout and you're saying, I am going to crush this workout. I am going to grab that heavier weight. You are there in mind, body, soul, spirit, everything in that moment, not thinking about like, yeah, your kid might be climbing on top of you, but you're still thinking about what you're doing. I just like, got to get this done. It's not your it's mindset. Not, it's not your mindset. You're doing a lunge. You're thinking, 
where should I feel this? Okay, Ange told me I should be feeling this in my back glute. Okay, mind, connect with your booty muscle. Oh, yeah, grow, booty, grow. Grow, booty, grow. And <laughs> literally, I just started doing this, that mind-to-muscle connection. Yeah. It's everything. It's everything. Oh it's everything. God. Imagine, like, you smudging your house and not do Like, you're just, like, throw, like, you're smudging, you're smudging, you're not saying anything, there's no intention. You're just like, meh, 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 meh. There's no intention. There's right. nothing. Yeah. Same thing with your body. I want you guys to be super focused and super intentional. And yes, you may be in between sets need to make your grocery list because that's just your multitasking brain. That's fine. But when you're in that like 30 seconds of the set or 45 seconds, I want you to only be in your body to be thinking about where am I supposed to be feeling this sort of movement. I don't want you guys wasting your time just going through the motions. Right. If there's no intention, your body doesn't change. Right. It looks the same month after month, year after year, because you literally are going through the motion with no intention. Okay. So that's the biggest thing with that guy. And the other thing with the workout piece though is if you could if you are limited on time, I will tell a person don't even strength train at all I want you to just get more fucking steps in your day because that's going to give you better results than doing a workout when you first start off and even sometimes later on too but more steps has a better impact on your ability to lose fat because it is a de-stressing exercise because it is so therapeutic yes it's it is going to actually move the needle a lot more, especially because we all, a lot of people have desk jobs. They're not moving enough. Mm. If you can break it into oh, throughout the day, I need to get, I don't know, a good place to start is 8,000, but I like to see people get all the way up to like 20,000 a day is like a great place to be. Um, and that comes not just going outside. That's chasing your kids. That's getting up from your desk. It's working um, while standing, like all of those sorts of things that are going to add more steps to your day with intention so that you're not thinking, okay, I'm going to be in that seated position. Right. So intentional movement with more steps and um, yeah, intentional movement with more steps is going to move the needle for most people when it comes to fat loss, way more than anything else. So I will say, if you can't do both, if you're like, I can't do steps and do um, workouts right now, that's too much for me. I'll say, hey girl, we are just gonna do steps and focus on the other areas. When you're ready, we'll add in the like strength training piece and the hip piece. It is not gonna move the needle as much. And that's where people go, I I got the gym membership. I'm going to um, kickboxing three days a week. Why isn't th- or Why aren't things changing? They probably aren't burning enough calories with, it's called NEAT, but they're probably not burning enough calories in the day because they're sitting at their desk. So yeah, they have their like 45 minute kickbox- kickboxing class, but the rest of the day, they're not doing fuck all. So you kind of want it to blend in fluidly and really every like one to two hours movement in any capacity any capacity and that takes intention because we get sitting on our desk and we're like oh I don't know but you can integrate it in like there's times when we are like about to get ready to go to the bus we have eight minutes and I'll be like guys we should put on YouTube and do like an eight minute video and they're like yes I want to do that you can add in these like little movements dance parties after supper (laughs) exactly all those little things okay the kids just went down you can spend those little pockets of time yeah you want maybe you want to watch the netflix show or maybe you want to do those things but you can grab 10 minutes here 10 minutes there if you're always saying like my number one priority my it thing 
is being the fit person, totally. being the strong person, being the healthy person. And that is integrating it from the more, the time that you wake up to the time that you go to bed, doing the actions that a fit person is going to do. Yeah. And it might look crazy. I have, yeah, kids are down. It's time to, you know, crack open that bottle of wine and eat our rice cakes on the couch kind of thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. What would a fit girl do? She would be crazy and she would walk around her island while that show's on. Yep. She and she will crush it and she'll keep walking and her husband might think she's nuts and that's okay. <laughs> but this is what's going to get my steps in. This is what's going to get my cardio to the numbers I need it to be or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's I think that piece of creativity, mm-hmm. right, is is huge too. And you have to yeah. It's cre it's being creative, but I think it's also like paying the price for like the desired outcome, right? Like people think that like, think about if you wanted to buy that like luxury car or go on that luxury vacation, it comes at a cost. And when you tell people like, this is how much this is going to cost you. They're like, Oh my goodness. That's crazy. And you can't expect that I would like do all of that. And sometimes that's how high the price is. And you just need to determine, is that budgetable for me right now? Or do I need to make it a different goal? And sometimes you do need to make it a different goal because it ends up being, um, that it may be a higher level of sacrifice, but those would be my key pieces with, um, yeah, key pieces with the exercise part and, now food. Mm. Now food, food, food. So I'm going to give a few tips here. I think everybody knows to eat protein and vegetables, right? Everybody knows like I should. Yeah. This knowledge is not new. Yes. But how do we make sure we're doing it consistently? Exactly. Exactly. So generally I'll say a great place for people to start is to have three palm sized portions of protein throughout your day. Um, that's relative to the size of the person, your kids palms different than your palm, which is different than your husband's palm, right? So you're doing it relative. You don't need to grab the food scale. You can just do that pretty intuitively three times a day, making sure that that happens. So at breakfast, where's your protein lunch? Where's your protein? dinner, where's your protein? And that's just like a great place for people to start if they don't want to worry about like tracking or weighing or all those sorts of things. Um, now when it comes to what that should look like, I think the best way to be consistent is to not be too creative when you're first getting started. Mm, Like consistency over creativity. Okay. Because what happens is we can buy all the groceries. We're like, I'm going to make this and I'm going to make that and I'm going to make this. And this is all going to be delicious. You buy all the groceries. You're not the person who normally does this. And it's just way too overwhelming. You want to get enough consistency. And the people, honestly, that are rocking this lifestyle aren't crazy creative most of the time they eat the same shit (laughs) over and over and over and over and yeah you can prepare things in different ways but how many times if you're a fit person are you probably going to eat a fucking chicken breast you're going to eat lots of chicken (laughs) breast probably so right and it could be any of those those things but I'm the girl who buys a ton of chicken breasts because I know that being getting chicken into my diet is something that is going to support my goals right so consistency over creativity is such a key part at the beginning you gotta create momentum and creating momentum comes with not being creative find a go-to breakfast are you gonna be a smoothie gal that's like rocking that every day great you're gonna be an egg girl 
rock the egg. You're going to be the yogurt, per- yogurt parfait girl, rock the yogurt parfait. Over time, you can mix and match and move things around, right. but you got to create enough momentum. And that is a little bit boring mm-hmm. at the beginning so that you see results that you see, okay, this is working. Now I have this habit. Yep. I am making a healthy choice. First thing in the morning, I've got that habit. Then you can get creative. But when you're trying to establish habits, you got to be consistent with it. And that has to come with not being creative. So you figure out your go-to, okay, you know what, my, or maybe you're rotating through two things at lunch. So maybe you're like, okay, I'm gonna have chicken one day, gonna have beef the next day, chicken, beef, chicken, beef, chicken, beef, chicken, beef, over and over until you have established the habit, then get creative. But people, they come at the hop and they wanna do all the things. They wanna, they want that. And I think the biggest tip for people that are doing this within their homes without the assistance of a coach to put together something personalized for you, you got to get enough small wins over and over so that starts to become automatic for you. I think too, with that piece, I think a huge component is you don't want meals to be stressful. No. Right. Again, it's just going to send you backward that 25%. If you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't eat healthy. It's too stressful. It's too much work. It's not if it's repetitive and it's not if it's just, this is what we do day in, day out, day in, day out, that it becomes just habit almost versus... You start small with it. Like, the person that's going to meditate for half an hour a day doesn't start off there. No. They're starting off with, like, like a 90 seconds. I was going to cool. say, yeah, max right? two minutes kind right? of thing, yeah. Yeah, and so you're starting off small with it, and that's mm-hmm. where small starts is with, those con- is with the consistency of that. And people, they just want to mask. They want to focus all of their energy on like all these like higher level things that are going to like make a bigger difference once you have all those wins. So they'll be like, what do I eat before my workout? What do I eat after my workout? Like, where should my total calories be for the day? Until you have like the big, like, you got to have the habits kind of in place. Right. Then we can get nitty gritty. But you got to have the habits. You got to be doing those things already before you really start to pick through it with a um, fine-tuned comb. And then the other thing I would say with nutrition is Mm -hmm. just water. Honestly, people don't think that water is a big deal. You want your body to lose weight, honestly. You just increase the amount of water that you're drinking and you will drop like 78 pounds just because of that additional water weight and the inflammation that's happening. You start chugging water like me and Ashley here. We got our two and a half liters. Get those jugs, seriously. And then we use like the Mio water enhancer squirters. Like you don't need to be drinking plain water. Seriously, guys. Like you can, but like. It's harder. It's harder. It's so much harder. Make the like path that you're wanting the path of least resistant if you are somebody that's like oh i don't like plain water girl grab your like meals grab your like those things and light, whatever it whatever is, it is. Yeah. grab the big jug to make it easy and then just focus on getting a couple of those into your day and making that the habit so before you stress about anything else you gotta have all these things under wraps and then you can get a little bit more advanced then you can go okay all right, I got all those things. I'm eating the protein. I'm drinking the water. I'm moving my body. Right. I'm doing all the, sh- I'm, I'm doing de-stressing at least once a day. I'm making sure that sleep's a priority. Then you can look at all the other habits. But I think so often people just want like, um, they want to do too much habit change all at once. And then we just suck. It's kind of like when you're, when we were talking about last episode, where like, if you want to be chasing an it, you can't be chasing all of the it's at the same time. So focus on like really making it so that that habit is, um, 
instilled that it's happening naturally and uh, then you can be consistent with it. And the last thing I want to just kind of um, finish off today's episode is that a lot of people really don't think about um, moving forward in inches. So they are like really, they want to bypass the competition or they don't think that like becoming 1% better a day really matters. They're like, Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds only. Yeah, exactly. Those inches by inches, 1% better, 1% better. That compounds, and I think it's so important when you guys are thinking about it, little inches forward is better than doing nothing. And so when you're looking at the day, maybe it wasn't the biggest win of a day. There's something from that day that was incredible, that was a win for you. So those inches is celebrating it. Even if you didn't travel six inches today, you still traveled a half an inch. You still still traveled a quarter of an inch, but you're still focused on where you're headed and that path forward. So we want to really think about it. We don't need to be all the way where like two years into the journey, like where you are. For me, I'm... What are we at now? 12 years into the journey, right? Wow, eh? yeah. And those inches and inches and inches and inches yeah. get you really far, but you have to kind of break it into those really tiny steps forward versus, yeah. And that's what each out. day is, right? Is like yes. tiny movements. Yes. Tiny movements. 1%. 1% at a time. And that's how we, that's how we move and we grow. If we're just going to do leaps and bounds, it's eventually you're going to burn out in two, three, four, five weeks. Yeah. And that's where people, they go like, well, I need a whole, I need a whole 360 or I need a whole 180 or like my whole life needs to be overhauled. It's like, Okay, we still got to tackle it 1% at a time. Right. Right. Like you can try to do all of that, but your body isn't going to be able to, your mind's not going to be able to sustain that. We really got to tackle it in, um, yeah, those smaller chunks. So that's my ending advice. And I guess the last thing to say is if you guys want me to help you do all this shit, (laughs) we do have something coming coming down the pipeline. That is our signature 28-day program. It starts on Monday, January 17th. So we are starting very, very soon. Amazing. Um, I see it. Like, it is honestly, and again, this is, we're talking about inches, but if you want to lose inches and quickly, the 28 day and gives you every Kickstart, tool, absolutely. every little thing, every big thing along the way. She is there. There's community. It is absolutely worth your time, your money, your energy, because it, that big snowball that you want, this is like it will kickstart you, like you said, just kind of push you into that new year the way that you're hoping to kind of start it. So. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode and uh, we will catch you guys next time. All right. Cheers. Bye.